the most action-packed content from the top mobile experts. This is the App Masters Podcast with Steve P. Young. What is up, App Nation? Welcome to the App Masters Virtual Summit, where I've got some 10 amazing speakers to share with you their expertise so that I can just grill them, just probe them on the expertise so that we can get action-packed content to help grow our respective app businesses. And today, he's a past guest of the podcast, a real beast when it comes to app marketing. He runs user acquisition for Viber, one of the top messaging platforms out there used in my country where I was born. Well, I guess U.S. is my country now, but where I was born, Miramar, they use it all the time. And we got to talk about that on the, the podcast. But I'm super excited to have him come back on for this virtual summit. So without further ado, let me introduce the guest that you're seeing right now. His name is Moshi Blum. He is the user acquisition at Viber. Moshi, welcome to the virtual summit. Thank you very much, Steve. Pleasure being here. So Moshi, pretend we were high school enemies and this is our 20 year reunion. Brag to me a little bit about your background. Well, Steve, in those 20 years, I accomplished a lot probably. <laughs> I've been working with more than 50 different applications, uh, helping them grow and, and, and um, giving them uh, for my knowledge. Um, I'm running extensive uh, user acquisition uh, team in Viber. Um, I'm really happy about what I'm doing. I think that uh, I'm creating new things and I'm creating um, creating something different, something special um, in, in Viber, in, in the user acquisition environment. And I'm, I'm happy to be part of this amazing industry. That's awesome. So let's get into the content because what we want to talk about is influencer marketing, retention, and then re-engagement, especially important. I mean, along the same lines as retention, but like especially important with a messaging app because you might message a couple of different people, how do you get them back into the app? So let's start with the influencer marketing side. You know, tell us about little things that we might not be knowing about when we're working with influencers to promote our app. Right. So so influencer is 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 a channel that I think grew a lot a lot during those couple of um, yeah, during the last couple of years, and it, it became more and more um, um, accessible, but also more and more uh, popular uh, among among apps to kind of you know pay something uh, to an influencer or even ask an influencer do do me a favor and, and promote my app, and from from what I saw. Um, the smaller you your are as an application, I think the bigger effects or the bigger impact that you're going to have from your influencer campaign. So it's absolutely amazing to try and experiment some some influencer um, influencer campaign right from the beginning. And I think that you know if, if you're don't if you don't have any brand if you don't have any um, or you don't have a lot of marketing budget, then influencer marketing can be uh, an amazing thing, an amazing um, jump start for you. Um, with regard to influencers, um, and, and you know, my last uh, round of, of influencer marketing um, with Viber, 
we discovered a lot of amazing uh, uh, techniques to how to leverage influencers and how to um, actually extract what we need from them uh, while, while, of course, keeping them happy. Um, and, and, you know, we probably ran something like uh, 20 different uh, influencers or influencers campaign combining more, one or more influencers and, at each campaign and trying to understand exactly what is the impact of the influencers. I think that one of the main um, difficulties or one of the main challenges in influencers is to understand exactly what's the impact. Um, so you have probably, if you're, uh, if you're an advanced uh, marketer, you have your um, mobile measurement platform, whether it's Adjust or, or uh, Apps Flyer or Kochava or Tune or something else. Um, and you kind of you, you know what's your, your organic stream, you know what's your um, what's your paid stream, but influencer is something in between because um, it's not that easy to attribute the impact of the influencer. Of course, if you don't have any installs, then it's super easy. You just like see the installs, and that's that's the influencer job. But if you, if you do have some other uh, channels running, if you do have some. Uh, some steady state, steady stream of, of organic installs, then that become a challenge. Um, and, and what we did is like when we started influencers, we, we did the basic and then we progresses as with, with each campaign learning and implementing what we thought is, is the right methodology methodology. Um, and, and like I can give you a couple of tips um, about about like how to contract with influencers from beginning to an, to um, uh, to kind of to extract the uh, the best out of this campaign. Are you ready? Yes, I'm eagerly waiting. <laughs> Great. So so first of all, like decide on on your on your pricing model. I think that's that's very very important. There are some some um, channels that are um, oh there are some influencers that can walk on a CPI basis. There are some influencers that are walking on CPM basis. It's very important from the beginning to understand exactly what are you going to pay for and what are you going to get in return. Um, and it's also very important to understand what the influencer is going to do for you. Is it going to be like a native video that he's going to talk about your application? For example, if, if um, in Viber case, whether the piece of content that he's going to do about Viber is kind of integrating integrating Viber to his, um, to his um, um, you know, nature environment of, of, of content that he has on the on the um, on on his content, or whether it's going to be uh, a part of the um, uh, you know a section that he's going to do for you. It's called like an integration content in which you kind of you pose your video and you say, okay, and thank you very much for the guy that supports me from Viber. Try this Viber uh, um, Viber app because it's amazing, right? And I think that we saw a different impact between those two. It depends on the influencer, and it depends on the um, um, on the trustworthiness that he's uh, that he's having with his uh, audience. But not all the time. Um, if he's doing a, a promoted part uh, as part of his content, not all the time that that can work. And and sometimes it's even um, uh, you know we kind of failed in in couple of our campaigns because. We asked them to do like uh, uh, this part is sponsored by Viber, and we didn't get any traction over there. 
Um, I think it's very it's very important from the start to understand the uh, uh, the commitment that the uh, that the influencer has. So, like if he if, if you're paying for views, uh, then be specific for for what's the minimal uh, amount of views that you're expecting to see from from which or geo audience, and make sure that he's giving you the access to to the tracking uh, solution. To, for example, if you're working with YouTube, then like asking for a screenshot about the performance of the video to make sure that the um, uh, that he delivered the uh, the, the agreement that you had. Um, regarding the the promotion side, right? Regarding the uh, the actual uh, thing that he's going to do, like make sure from or, or make uh, make it very simple from the beginning. Like what what is going to be what's the promotion going to look like? Uh, which other channels? Are you going to promote the content where maybe he has a very active Instagram or Facebook account that he can kind of uh, bring into uh, action over there in promoting the content that he just created? Um, uh, um, like also agreed on the lifetime of the content. You want the content to be as, um, you know, to, to be in his channel and not to and and that he will not delete it at, at, at some point that you will have those the, the impact of you know people that uh, that uh, didn't see it in the first couple of uh, days but afterwards they discovered this impressor went back and 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 see the content or or you know we we are still seeing some some installs generated from our influencer campaign month after launching those uh, campaigns not uh, of course, not the uh, huge, uh, um, huge amount, huge amount that we had in the start, but um, uh, something that is significant. Um, you want to detail about like where the analytics or, or where the um, uh, where do you want to put the the tracking links? So, for example, um, in YouTube, you can you can you can actually tell him to uh, to promote something if you have any link shortener. Uh, tool. We have our own link shortener tool, but you, know, you can do it very easily with Bitly or, or whatever. Mm -hmm. And make sure that you know the, the influencer will will have a very short, very remember uh, remember uh, um, um, URL that you know user can type. And of course, also in the description to have the same uh, link that that he can refer people to to download it. And you have cards on YouTube, uh, which you can also put your, your application over there. Um, and from our, for what we discovered, probably only 30% of the user will click on the link. The rest is going to uh, to arrive organically, which you know resolves the problem because they saw the video, they were convinced by the video. Uh, by the by the influencer, but then they are searching for the application and, and go organically. So what we created is like an in-app content specifically uh, designed for the influencer. If you don't have an in-app content, you might like ask him to promote uh, a specific uh, promotion that you have. For example, if you have a game like win ten thousand coins by um, by putting my coupon uh, number one two three four five. Or, um, or or creating something which is like you know search in the setting uh, search for my name and creating a place for him 
that he can kind of you know single those users that saw the video, heard what he has to say, and and went into application. In in the in Viber case, it was very easy. We created sticker packs and we created um, public chats for those users, and and we just like tracked how many people uh, in their first day of install went and downloaded the uh, sticker pack of these of the influencer, or how many people joined the public chat of, of this specific influencer. And we can kind of then see how many people or what was the organic impact of the of the influencer and to calculate exactly how many people came from the uh, tracking links and how many people came organically but were influenced by the video. Um, I think that you know uh, if you're if you're seeing that the video is super 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 successful, uh, you probably would want to kind of promote it from yourself, um, uh, put some money that the video is going to work for you. Uh, it will also allow you to get some uh, some new ideas or, or or some some very exact performance uh, KPIs of you know how many people saw it, how many people uh, downloaded it, what was the retention of the video itself, what was the key message in the in the video. So they're like in the planning part. Uh, also um, uh, talk talk with your influencer about the ownership of the video and the legal right that you have. Uh, with the infra with the um, uh, content that the influencer is producing for you, um, and I think I think that it right and and know know that you know influencer campaigns are something that uh, can work amazingly well, um, and and can kind of uh, enrich your your uh, your paid campaigns uh, and spice up your message. It has a huge potential. Um, and it's kind of give you the uh, the ability to target your conceptual audience, which is amazing, right? You don't just target your age or gender, but you, or gender or, or interest. You're you're actually targeting the interest of or or the the yeah the people that are interested in this specific influencer. And and you with you know if if it's if it's a football influencer, then you're targeting people that in, are. Um, interested in football and if you have a football application that's amazing right it's a, it's a perfect match however you you also must uh, um, understand that you know uh, probably um, uh, it will take you a significant effort uh, it's much more complicated than just like running an ad just like running a, a, a Facebook ad a, a YouTube ad or, or, or a search ad right it's it's it will take you some time of planning, of going over all the materials to understand that the message was uh, uh, correct, that, that your uh, entire um, that the influencer, the influencer um, uh, brought to the table what he what he promised, and uh, in most cases, it's going to be like a single shot campaign in which like you have one time to make it shine and, and to kind of bring you the huge growth that you you're ha that you're having um you won't be like you can't publish content twice and and expect for for the same um for for the same impact right yeah and so, um and yeah Moshi, let's i want to i'll get to more of the details from the, the what you gave me where do you find these influencers so you do have a lot of a lot of companies today that are running influencers. If you don't know if you don't know uh, where to to find the, those or, or how to approach, then then go and work with a company. I think that you know the first couple of steps uh, of, of influencers, um, let's say researchers, 
probably uh, you should do it with your company, with, with another company, third-party company that's running, that runs influencers and that can kind of bring you the, um, the legal aspect and also the planning aspect and also the campaign management aspect. Um, after you have some experience, I think that it's better just to kind of approach those guys via their uh, pages, uh, Facebook channels or in Instagram accounts and, and ask them specifically directly, hey guys, do you want to work for me? I think it's going to be on the long run, it's going to be cheaper. And if you if you already prove that, you know, influencer campaigns are working, then do it, you know, in-house probably will create uh, a better effect. But I know, first, I think the first steps should be uh, with, with a company that can kind of assist you on those first steps that you're taking. Are you guys finding influencers by just like going on YouTube, searching for somebody, or do you just know, like, is there a website out there and be like, the search engine for influencers? Is there anything like a tool that you like to use to help you? Because it can get daunting. Right, so so in, at Viber, we have some specific requirements, right? We can't work with just an influencer so that's going to give us, um, let's say, you know, even uh, um, a thousand installs, right? Because it's it's too small to count. So we want the influencer to have uh, a significant amount of subs of subscriber, something or, or, or followers, like above one or two million. Um, but I think that you know, if you're if you're a small application, then um, then you know, uh, working with uh, with uh, those micro influencers, I think can also um, um, bring you a lot of value. Um, there are some tools uh, that that can you can kind of research your influencers and understand exactly uh, which influencers um, or, or um, what what is the demographic of targeting of this influencer, uh, what he's talking about, what is like specific keywords in his account, and kind of you know getting you getting the sort getting getting you uh, to sort influencers uh, very quickly. Um, However, most of those tools are either either uh, very expensive to um, to use, or um, not accessible uh, for um, you know for for uh, for just the um, a regular uh, marketing guy. And this is why you know working with a company, uh, working with uh, a network of influencer can 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 bring you uh, value because they probably have the tool. I think that the most uh, um, um, the most uh, uh, famous one is is Hyper. You know Hyper brands. I've heard of them. Yes. Yeah. So so those are the. I think this is the most uh, uh, popular tool for for finding influence and, and for understanding your audience. Um, but I, I I think that most most guys or most like small application can use it due to its pricing and therefore you know working with a company can 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 help them access this tool. Okay. And you know, once, once you understand, sorry, and, and once you understand the um, you know the impact that the influencer have and the type of influencer that you need for your application, then you can just like copy paste and and, and run for for uh, for searching yourself those influences or those type okay. of influences. I see. So that's the benefit. Like, like, hey, here you work with a a company, 
that has influencers. One of the sponsors is Fanbytes too, that works with Snapchat influencers specifically. And so you get to see which demographic, which kind of influencer is best, then you can go research on your own. When you were talking about the pricing models, CPIs, purviews, what's worked best for you guys? Because I always thought that influencers wanted just payment. Like, give me the freaking payment and then, here, I'll promote your app. <laughs> yes, of course. Uh, you know, it's it's all about leverage and it's all about um, uh, how good are you at negotiation and, and, you know, how famous the influencer is, right? Um, and and how eager the influencer is to kind of break the uh, the barrier and start working with, with some uh, paid marketing sources. Um, so, you know, generally, no like all the influencers will say yes for CPM or, or for cost, sorry, for cost per view, right? CPM, in, in, if, it's, if it's a post or, or cost per view, if it's a video, um, uh, because it's, it's the easiest way for them to get money and, and they know for sure that they're going to deliver those views because they have their statistics, they have their, uh, 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 the knowledge about, about their performance. If you were start working on a CPC basis and on a, on a CPI models, then you're getting um, that then you know you're getting more intimate with the uh, influencer and the influencer has more risk. So if you never work with them in in, in the past, if they don't know um, how how well the offer of the, your offer is going to uh, be perceived by their audience, then they're probably going to charge you higher CPAs than uh, CPIs than what you're regular um, used to see in your in your application, uh, in your in your paid marketing campaigns, and you know and, and you want to kind of um, um, uh, you want to understand that you know the, the commitment that they are um, uh, they committed is like the minimum, and you want to make sure that. Um, that you will get the most out of it, right? So you're probably going to end up with um, more than they committed because they will commit on the minimum of the minimum in order to protect themselves. Um, I think I think that it's um, the, yeah. In terms of the content that they create for you, and like, what's been the best performing for you? It depends on the influencer. Uh, super depends on the influencer. I, I could say that you know once we started to implement some some um, in-app content uh, specifically for the for the influencer in our application, and then like the user didn't just went to our application, but they went to our application also to find the con the specific content of this influencer. I think it's it's you know from there it's it's skyrocket um, the campaign that we did. Um, and, um, and and it's it's actually really depends on the influencer and, and what he's willing to do. Um, and yeah, we should experiment in order to find out what's working for you. One of my past guests and presenter at the virtual summit as well said, one of the videos that worked best from a Facebook ads platform is using the video and kind of like what you mentioned, repurposing the video that the influencer created and running ads on a lookalike audience. And that's performed very well from a CPI perspective. Do you have any hacks like this of how you can sort of leverage this influencer marketing, this asset that they've already created for you? 
Um, so yes, you know, we, we used to run it a lot, uh, especially when uh, YouTube was open for, uh, for, for, uh, for installs campaign. And then like we, uh, we asked the influencer to create uh, a version, you know, the, the actual content version and also to create a shorter, more concise version of the video, uh, you know, in, in, in the, uh, in the, in the contracting and the planning part. So if the, you know, if the content will be very uh, super, super engaging, then we can kind of uh, do the same. And of course, as you mentioned, um, once you're getting, or if you're, if you're going to get the audience from the uh, influencer, whether it's their page followers or their uh, YouTube channel subscriber, you can then run, um, you can then like run campaigns based on, on their audience and, and make sure that uh, the right audience get the right message uh, and the you know, those familiar trustworthy face um, and 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 I think that's it um, yep like that. now because where I want to keep this at a close to 30 minutes as possible and we're at 25 right now the re-engagement <laughs> side of things right like one of the big topics that I really wanted to cover in the summit is okay growth this is great now you don't, you know, part of growth is actually retention and re-engagement. So do you have a case study? I know you kind of have this cheat sheet that you went through as well with re-engagement, but talk to me about like specific case study where you identify the goal, you found the optimal point, you set the measurement, and then you slowly, gradually scaled up that campaign. So I think, you know, as you said, retention is not part of the growth. I think it's the most important part of the growth, right? Retention is everything. If you don't have retention, then you probably won't have an application. Retention has direct uh, uh, um, direct uh, relationship with, uh, with revenue, with uh, promoters, with um, uh, people invite more people to the application, and basically with people continue using your application. Um, with, uh, um, you know, I, I gave a talk last, uh, last year on the mobile spree. It's, a, it's an adjust event me uh, meant to, uh, gather all the brightest minds, uh, in the, uh, in the user acquisition industry and present some case studies. And I, I did present our, uh, re-engagement strategy at Viber. Uh, we focus our re-engagement on dormant user and, and how to bring those user back to use Viber after there were in, uh, inactive users for, for, for a period. And um, like, in my opinion um, about, about, you know, retention, about how to restore retention um, uh, with re-engagement, uh, with paid re-engagement activity, uh, as you said, right, you need to first of all identify what is your goal, how uh, how you will be, um, uh, what, what is the successful, what is the, what is what, what you can consider as, as a successful activity, right? Uh, for us, by the way, it was like users that uh, maybe churned for a couple of days or, or even a couple of weeks and then came back to the application and start sending messages again, which which then like they in, it indicate that they. Um, uh, they return to being active users. Now, the optimal point that you mentioned, like find the optimal point is crucial because um, you don't want to uh, cannibalize your organic return of dormant user with your paid re-engagement uh, um, return. Okay, so for example, if 
you know that on the first day, 95% of the user are going to return to the application, don't start your re-engagement for dormant users uh, on the first day. Wait for a couple of days. Wait for 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 the um, for the graph uh, that you know that kind of if you're putting the inactive days and the probability for a user to return to the application. So wait wait, wait to see the drop. You know um, from let's say 40 to 20 20 percent uh, uh, chance that user will return to the application. Then start your re-engagement uh, campaigns um, and. With your measurement tool, some measurement tool, I know that I just offer it, they offer you kind of an inactivity window in which like if, if the user is not qualified to, um, um, to this inactivity, if, if he was active um, for, for um, let's say if, if the inactivity window is on 10 days, if he was active uh, five days ago, and you put your re-engagement campaign, you put your engagement head ad and clicked, then he will not be qual uh, qualified or he will not be uh, count as a re-engagement activity, which is great because you can always, you can only forward conversion to those tools based on the actual people that they brought. And uh, I think it's the, more, the most important thing is don't cannibalize your, uh, your organic return. And for these, Basically, do an A-B test, launch a conversion lift test, hold one group, then launch the uh, test in, in another group. Make sure that the group are even with the behavior, with the um, uh, with, with the type of users that you have on on those on those um, uh, two groups, and make sure that you kind of see the conversion lift um, rising in the um, in the group compared to the control group, which cannot see your ad or won't see your ads, because I think this is the most important thing. How did you get them to re-engage? Was it just the paid acquisition? Is that what you did? Or was it anything in-app that you got them to re-engage with the app as well? So in, in Viber, we have a couple of layers of, uh, of re-engagement or for, of, of you know, user engagement in general. Uh, we do have our um, CRM team that deals with uh, active users and semi-dormant users, right? If if the user is um, you know, if the user is active, uh, you just want to kind of keep him using the application. If you see drop in, in, in usage, then you might send him something in order to uh, encourage him uh, to use the application. It doesn't need to be some. It, it doesn't need to be an incentive. It might be just like you know a cheer, a cheer, or or even a, a positive feedback. It's even more important than I think uh, um, um, monetary uh, incentive. Um, and like if, if he became a semi-dormant, you want to kind of grab him with your in-app if he's if, if with your in-app tools, right? Because it's it's not it doesn't cost you anything uh, beside uh, beside time, right? Your employee time. And, and, and you know, once the user is not responding to those calls, then you should start uh, using your paid engagement. And you have a lot of and you know services today that offers uh, offer you the um, the ability to target your own user based on list, based on uh, uh, based on IDFAs. 
and find those users in exchanges, find those users in different in different application and target them in order to bring them back to your application. Oh, interesting. So you're not just, because I, I was thinking Facebook, right? That's the, that's the thing that I go to for paid re-engagement. What else is there that you're using to re-engage besides Facebook? So Facebook is, is the uh, probably the most obvious one, right? Because a lot of people have the connection of data from Facebook uh, or from, from their application to Facebook and Facebook basically make it easier to do it and they have a specific type of campaign you know they uh, uh, just focus on target to engage user um, however you know google offers the same uh, the same tool and probably their uh, their reach is higher than facebook i would say uh, because um maybe i'm wrong i i'm i, I don't know but um you know, in, in my experience, um, we see um, better delivery in Facebook, in, in Google. Wow. Uh, and you can also have those, you know, you have your, your um, designated network that runs with engagement. A um, couple of you that I can kind of, on the top of mind, you have like Remerge, uh, which is, which are great, uh, they are a great company, doing an, an amazing walk. Um, and you also have uh, Critio and um, and uh, Adec uh, Simplex and and uh, many many other that like uh, uh, just like using the reengagement part. Right. And of course, you have a lot of networks that kind of offer you user acquisition and reengagement. In my personal opinion, doing user acquisition and re-engagement under the same roof is not that recommended because you know in order to do re-engagements it's it's very uh, it's a very intimacy uh, process in which you're sharing all of your data all of your best users all of your purchasing users and and if you're if the if the network also dealing with free with user acquisition it might take your data and leverage it to your competitors which can be um, uh, it can be conflict of interest. Therefore, in my personal opinion, I would not use those uh, networks. Uh, but you know, it's a uh, it's it's um, it's a choice of, of the uh, advertiser. Now, Moshi, for the Google side, is it just through their UAC campaign, so Universal App campaigns? No, they have they have a reengagement uh, campaign. Um, okay. Yeah. So, so universal. By the way, if we if you started to talk about a universal app campaign, like I, I'm a big fan of universal app campaign. I think that it's 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 amazing uh, what Google did over there. Um, and I like. I think that we were probably one of the first to use uni, a universal app campaign. We also did a, did a, a case study with uh, Google about like uh, the impact that universal app campaigns had with uh, add on on Viber. Uh, there are some limitations to this campaign. We can talk about it, you know, other time because uh, time will uh, not allow us to, to, to talk about all the uh, disadvantages that this universal app campaign has. But you know, if you're if you're thinking about the first sources to run, the first paid com paid campaign to run, so probably universal app campaign is the is the easiest one, and uh, I think it's the most impactful one from all the sources uh, out there. We'll save that for part three of the Moshi Bloom <laughs> presentation because I do want to learn more about it because I've heard a lot of great things about the 
Google's UAC. So I have to, if you're willing, I'd love to bring you back and talk more in depth about like UAC. Cause I think from a broad scope, what I've known is motion, you feel free to tell me about this, but you could just kind of tell Google like, Hey, here are the users, here are the, the things that we want. And they'll just automatically do everything for you. Like it's not search ads. It's like everything. They just figure it out for you. Yeah, they, they, they do everything. It's very uh, um, stupid and simple, right? You don't have a lot of com you don't have a lot of uh, compli complicated targeting or or you know hacking the system over there. It's very stupid, uh, but it's very effective. Um, um, and yes, let's let's keep the disadvantage for 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 part three. <laughs> a little teaser there. Well, yeah. the app is Viber. You guys have all heard about it, but go check it out. It is Viber. Go check it out in the favorite, your favorite app stores. And then Moshi, if the audience wants to connect with you personally or follow up and say thank you for coming on, is there anything else you want to send them? Um, just connect with me, connect with me uh, via LinkedIn. Uh, that will be uh, amazing. And um, I recently created uh, a short link with Viber. It's like vb.me slash Moshi. If you type it on your mobile phone, you will go to uh, Viber and you can chat with me on Viber. If you type it on your computer, you will go to my LinkedIn uh, profile. So um, use it. So it's vb.me slash Moshi. Yes. Cool. Well, I'm definitely going to be chatting with you soon then. All right. <laughs> well, Moshi, thank you so much. Now. <laughs> What's that? You're chatting with me now, so you don't <laughs> need it. Yes. <laughs> but more just when I'm late at night and I want to talk to somebody. It. Yeah, please check it. Please check it. That, that would be amazing. <laughs> so vb.me slash Moshi. I'll link that up into the video right at the very bottom as well. Moshi, thank you so much for coming on and letting me really grill you on this stuff. You're welcome, Steve. Uh, it was um, amazing as always. Thank you very much All for right. having me. Well, guys, to App Nation, I will see you on the next App Masters Virtual Summit interview so i'll see you then thanks for listening to the app masters podcast for show notes and amazing app marketing content check out appmasters.co